All right, coming up this week on Geared Up, we are going to go hands-on with the first phone to have native integration of Amazon's Alexa app. Plus, we'll talk about iPhone 8 delays and the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Lots coming up this week on Geared Up on GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Okay, so Andrew, before we jump in, let's remind folks how they can subscribe. To okay, Geared let Up. them know. That's right. You can go to youtube.com slash gear live to check out our live shows. We do a little preview and a teaser every week. You can actually see the gadgets right. that we talk about. You can also go to facebook.com slash geekwire to see that. But of course, you can go to geekwire.com slash geared up to subscribe to the podcast and not miss an episode. Right. Take us with you everywhere. So first off, Andrew, let's jump in and talk a little bit about the HTC U11. Okay. This is a relatively new phone from HTC, and I just accidentally <laughs> squeezed it and something happened. That's and it. And we're going to talk about that in just yeah. a second. First off, give us a sense overall for this phone, and then we'll get into this new feature that was just rolled out with Amazon this week. Okay. Yeah, this is HTC's latest flagship, the HTC U11. The main identifying feature of the device is this thing called edge sense which allows you to squeeze the sides of the phone there's not buttons there it's just more it senses the pressure so you can set the squeeze the edge sense to do different things whether it's uh, launch a camera or invoke um, Alexa or really anything open an app so yeah you can just set the different edge sense settings to do whatever you want them to do when you squeeze the phone in a certain way. Exactly. That's the main feature of this device. And sort of the distinguishing thing that HTC is trying to get people right. to pick up the phone and try out, to, yes. to try it out. And the whole idea is you're holding it in one hand and you basically have a grip on it and you squeeze your hand mm -hmm. on the sides of the phone and it, and it does something. And it does something, right. Yes. So apart from that, just this past week, HTC rolled out new Alexa integration. And this is interesting to me in part because I have a theory that Alexa was actually originally created for what was then the Amazon Fire Phone. In other words, it was sort of an R&D project that Amazon eventually planned to roll into the Fire Phone. The Fire Phone flopped, and so Amazon <laughs> went a different direction where Alexa is instead started with speakers, which everybody right. knows, the Echo speakers. Yes. Yeah, and, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that may well, very well be true, um, but the Fire, the Fire Phone was just... As you said, an absolute failure, so um, I'm glad they didn't throw Alexa away with it. That's right, absolutely. So there have been other third-party integrations of the Alexa functionality. There's a phone from Huawei that allows you to actually invoke Alexa through the app mm -hmm. to do it. But this is the first time you're able to go to a phone and invoke Alexa in much the same way that you would if she were natively integrated into the hardware. Right, like a speaker. So let, let's, let's show you what we mean because we got it right here. Alexa. Oh, that was a so fail. That, that was a fail right there. That was a fail. Okay. So I'm firing it up. Alexa. Okay. Again, we've been running into this. This is really yeah, interesting. See, not, not good. I mean, this is the day. This is the launch day. But it, it, it did on launch day, out. it should work. Let's try it one more time, and then we'll try the squeeze if this doesn't work. Alexa. Yeah, interesting. It's not working. So I'm going to invoke Alexa with the squeeze. So there's Alexa. What's the weather like in Seattle today? Right now in Seattle. It's 72 degrees with intermittent clouds. Today's forecast has mostly sunny weather with a high of 74 degrees and a low of 55 degrees. All right, so that's the weather on the day we're recording this. Let me try it one more time. Alexa. And it's still not popping out. What's going on? I don't with know. That? I, don't I might know. need to go it's into the settings great. and check it out. So, so far, the review is cool concept. Mm -hmm. The idea that you can invoke Alexa by just right. saying the name, just as you would with uh, Hey Siri or yep. Uh, yep. The, the Google Assistant. 
but they might have a couple they might have an update to do it might have a software update yeah to yeah yeah it's not as definitely not as smooth as siri or google voice assistant yeah. or even bixby yeah that's if right i may all right let me try it one more time tell me a joke why did the pirate dislike the pacifist who refused to go to sea because he was a lover not a fighter Okay. Yeah. Okay. Class, classic okay. Alexa dad joke there. Fantastic. The other thing we've noticed <laughs> in our testing is that it seems that when Alexa is speaking on the HTC U11, she's not listening. Right. So in other words, if you ask for a recipe or something like that, and it does work with all the Alexa skills, you know, 15,000 of them, I think mm-hmm. there are now, yeah. it, it won't hear you when you tell it to stop, at least so far in our experience. Right. You have to wait till it's done speaking, then it, then it indicates to you that it's listening. Exactly. Yeah. So a little bit different experience here with Alexa on a phone than you would get with a native Echo device. Yeah. It's a little confusing because we've been trained, people who are familiar with using Alexa devices have been trained to use it a certain way. And so you would think the phone would work the same way versus giving you a different way to interact. Yeah. So that is a quick look, hands-on, with Alexa natively integrated through an app with the HTC U11. The HTC U11, I'm seeing uh, it's available on Sprint right now for $696. So yeah. pretty standard cost for a, a flagship Flagship phone, phone, yeah. And uh, Andrew, you were talking earlier a little bit about the the metallic background. Yeah, it's got a metallic, almost metallic uh, mirror-like finish on the back. Just one of the other like little ways to set it apart. It's available in this color. They also have like a new fire red version that, as you tilt it, it turns orange, and when you tilt it back, it turns red. So, um, again, no one's going to buy a phone for that feature, but it is a distinguishing feature to make it look you know, look like its own thing versus looking like something else. One other interesting thing about this is you end up with three assistants on the U11. You've got the Google Assistant, (laughs) HTC's Sense Companion, and then Alexa, which you can, I mean, at some point, at some point, you kind of got to pick a lane here if you're a hardware maker. If you were uh, in the market for an Android phone, what assistant would you go with? I would go with Google. I mean, it's just built in. It's built into every phone so that doesn't lock you in. Like as as a consumer, if you want to go from an HTC phone in 2017 to a Samsung phone in 2018, you've used Google Assistant. That whole you can just make the jump and not have to relearn something. So that would be that would be my opinion. Cool. Well, if you're listening on the podcast and you want to check out exactly what the HTC U11 looks like, just go to YouTube.com/slash/GearLive and uh, we have a full hands-on. Uh, with us here trying this device out. So interesting stuff. Glad yeah. we got to go hands-on with that. Now, in terms of looking ahead, mm-hmm. the iPhone 8 is at least theoretically scheduled to come out this fall or be announced this fall. Yeah. And we should say the next generation iPhone is really Next generation, about, yes. Regardless of what it's called. Right. There was some news this past week about that and mm-hmm. the potential timing. Why don't you summarize that for us, Andrew? Yeah, well, the, the analysts out there um, are predicting now that we may see uh, the next iPhone, all, all the iPhones. So there's the iPhone 7S and 7S Plus, as well as the higher end, let's just call it an iPhone Pro, for lack of a better term. Um, we may not see those in September. We may see the announcement, but we may not actually see them go on sale f- until um, October or November, which maybe would be even December. December, which is December crazy. that would be crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. And I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, this is Apple we're talking about. So if they release the 7S and 7S Plus before the Pro, let's just call it that, I think there's going to be a small, not a huge, but a small number of people who, who buy both. 
because something Including new, you. something new just came out. I got to go get that. <laughs> right. Right. And now I'm going to go and get now the I'm next, get the next one in yeah. a couple months. That's, so that's that, a pretty niche market. Yes, though, I know. But, it, you know, 3% or something, but people are going to do it. But for the rest of us, it's, I don't know. It's a little, you mean for the rest of us, the rest of us, <laughs> yeah, the rest of, for the rest, the rest of, of you, of you. <laughs> for the rest of you people out there. Um, I don't know. It's uh it's a little disappointing, but now I'm we should curious. Say, yeah, this is just a rumor. It's a right? rumor. Right. It's it's analysts and analysts, you know, they have a 50-50 track record. But I don't know. Like what how do you feel about this? Well, feel I think if if Apple doesn't come out with its next phone until December, I think that is a huge blow to Apple. Now, mm-hmm. we don't know if it's true or not. Right. That said, at the price point we're talking about on this next yeah. gen phone, whether it's the iPhone 8 or the iPhone Pro or whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it, at the price tags that they're talking about, which are potentially more than a thousand dollars, yeah, like some people were predicting twelve hundred bucks that, for this that device compared to you know six seven hundred dollars yeah. for a regular smartphone in the flagship realm, you know that type of price could actually tamp down on the demand and, and yeah. allow them to get by with limited supply. And if I think these it will. Issues are coming. I think it will. Out. I mean, not everybody can spend that much money on a smartphone. That's um, you know, that's that's crazy. But the whole idea with this new Apple phone is the the bezels will be basically non-existent. It'll yes. be very well tuned to augmented reality. Right. A lot of the scenarios that Apple is already showing for iOS mm-hmm. 11. So it's going to be a cool phone. Yeah, yeah. Is Whether or not their... it's worth it. Yeah, I almost see this as the MacBook Air when it was first released, the very first MacBook Air that Steve Jobs pulled out of a, an envelope. Um, it was the least powerful Mac by far, but the price was like $3,000. And you weren't usually in technology, the more you pay, the more performance you get. Like you pay more for performance. But with this, you were paying to get like future technology now. Um, and I think that might be what we're seeing here is that Apple is going to release this phone that may be more expensive, but it, it's expensive because they're putting in components that they couldn't put in at scale. They can't put in, you know, they don't have enough of these components to to build it into a phone that's going to sell, you know, 150 million units over the course of a year. But they can put them into a phone that may sell, let's just say, you know, 10 million units right. over the course of a year. Hey, everybody, it's Todd from the future here. Just a quick addendum to our discussion of the HTC U11 and the Alexa integration. After we got done recording this segment, we tried it a bunch of other times and it started working really smoothly. I don't know whether I was holding it incorrectly or what. We had just started using it when we tried it out on the show. So just to show you, Alexa, what's the weather like in Seattle today? Seattle, it's 76 degrees with clear skies and sun. Today, you can expect partly sunny weather with a high of 78 degrees and a low of 55 degrees. All right, so that gives you a sense for it. It pops up every time we say it. I don't know if I was holding it wrong or what, but at any rate, it's worth checking out the native Alexa integration through the new HTC Alexa app on the HTC U11 phone. All right, let's take a quick break on Geared Up, and we'll be right back talking about Disney's new park, plus an update on our Surface Laptop review. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire. All right, welcome back to Geared Up on GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. All right, just a quick update here before we get into our next news story. We had a hands-on unboxing and a little bit of a review with the new Microsoft Surface Laptop a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago. Right. And Andrew, I've handed that over to you. I know you're going to be coming back with a few more of your impressions. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing actually a full-on video review of this device. Nice. But um, I'm curious what what you've learned here. Yeah, so in the meantime, one of the things we talked about was the lack of native support for 
external dual monitors. Right. And when you say native, you mean built-in ports on the device. Yeah. So you don't have to buy anything else. Right. You just so use a computer. So. There, were, there was no HDMI port. Uh, right. no, nothing that would just naturally allow you to hook up a second or third monitor yeah. to it, which is my preferred scenario. That For folks out there, I like the ability to take my laptop wherever I go. So I've mm-hmm. got my CPU in my bag, and then I've right. got displays Multiple just displays. Everywhere. You got displays all displays, over the place. Yeah, crazy. Okay. Yeah, I displays in the bathroom, man. <laughs> right, right. Just plug in and you dock and you're good. <laughs> yes, exactly. So and you and you use you use two displays, two external displays. Exactly. So not you know so you, the display on the laptop is separate from this. Exactly. Okay. So with my old MacBook Pro, for example, I would plug in one on HDMI and then one through the Lightning uh, port. Is that uh, right? Yeah, the Thunderbolt, Lightning. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Lightning. Two. Thunderbolt two. Yeah, yeah, Thunderbolt two. So the update is it was pointed out to me by one of our more Windows savvy collaborators Mm -hmm. that you can do multiple monitors with the Microsoft laptop, the Mm -hmm. Surface laptop. All you need to do is buy the Surface Dock, which works with the Surface Pro 4, uh, the Surface Pro 3, and the Surface Book in addition to the Surface laptop. Okay, so that's like every other computer in the world then. You can can connect more monitors to buy something extra. Microsoft has a a native way to do this, like a sort of an in-brand way to do this. Yeah. So I just wanted to- Doesn't count. Okay, well, it is a $200 or $179 device, depending on where you get it. So it's a little bit costly. That costs more than the hyperdrive (laughs) that you were complaining about. (laughs) That's right, the hyperdrives, which are the great, great attachments for- the MacBook Pros with the two USB right, a whole C bunch of 3.0 stuff. This is just, ports. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I still don't like it, Microsoft. I, I will say that overall, this trend of taking the ports out of the computer uh-huh. and then requiring you to essentially assemble them, reassemble them yourself, not a fan. Okay. What about people who don't need it, though? Like, if, if you wanted to listen to a CD on the new MacBook Pro, yeah. you would have to go and buy a separate CD player because most people don't need that anymore. That's true. This is kind of one of those uh, classic consumer electronics debates, and it comes up in other areas, for example, with the Xbox One and the Kinect camera, whether it mm. should be bundled with it. And people who really wanted the Kinect said, yeah, I want it to right. be a low price with the Kinect included. People who didn't want the Kinect and just wanted a much lower right. price said, this is great, separate them out. So it really mm-hmm. depends on where you are. And it's hard for tech companies to anticipate exactly which right. scenarios are the, the mass market ones. Right. And Apple's always been known for getting rid of stuff. Like they were the first ones to get rid of the floppy drive and the USB A. I mean, USB A was, I mean, that's still a shot. And then getting rid of the CD drive, all that stuff. They are notorious for getting rid of ports for what they see is the future. So, but yeah, Microsoft, they didn't even put a USB C on there. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All right. So that is my brief update on the Microsoft Surface laptop. I'm glad it's in the hands of a pro over here. <laughs> and I can't wait to see what you think about okay. it. Okay. We can we talk about it on a, an yeah, upcoming episode after you have time of to course. spend some spend with it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, good deal. All right. In a completely different realm, a completely mm-hmm. different universe, you different might say. Galaxy. <laughs> Disney this week announced plans for a new Star Wars-themed land in both mm-hmm. Orlando Orlando and California, right? Yes, that's right. Called Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Yes, Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Yes. This sounds really cool, mm-hmm. and it's got a lot of interesting twists on the in-person entertainment park experience. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're excited about this one, Andrew. Yeah, well, the cool thing about this is, you know, usually when you go to any theme park, the experience is the theme park attractions. So whether it's a ride or a show and everything else you're doing is kind of waiting in lines to experience these attractions. So what they're doing with Galaxy's Edge 
both at Disney World and Disneyland is they're trying to give you a Star Wars experience no matter what you're doing. So even if you're just walking around the park, things can happen. You can interact with things or people or cast members, and it'll change your day because basically everyone gets a character everyone gets a their own experience and it tailor it gets tailored based on the decisions you make in the park as you walk around so for example if you crash the millennium falcon in right. one ride and then walk into uh, the cantina yep. on another one they, they might they're gonna make tease fun you, of you or... oh i heard about you you crashed the millennium falcon or there's a bount bouncing on your head and someone will come and find you at some point um, or if you do the opposite and you drive it really well you'll be like the hero of the town so that, you know, and that's just one thing, you know, there's going to be plenty of different things like that where um, you get to create your own experience. So one day you might want to be, you know, a Sith and the next day you might want to be a Jedi. Hopefully those are the right words. I don't know. <laughs> we were just joking before. You and I are probably the least uh, Star Wars <laughs> geeks uh, right. in, in this entire office. Yeah, and here yeah, we yeah. are discussing it. But I love the idea of the technology behind this and the fact that it's essentially like a, a real-world adaptive video game in yes. some ways. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And one of the parallels I would make is like back to the original Microsoft Fable game for, mm -hmm. I think, the Xbox 360, where the decisions you make in the game change your character and change right. the circumstances of the game in very meaningful ways. Yes, yes. Here they are bringing this to the real world. Yeah, and so everybody can have a different experience, and you can have a different experience on different days or different times to go back. You can, you know decide you want to play it out a different way um and so so fable's a good a good one i was also telling people it's kind of like westworld the yeah. show where you know that show is about going into this world and actually becoming a character that you you know separate from your real life you get to just in, devote yourself to this character um and on the same note as that they're also building over in orlando not for not for our side of the country a full star wars hotel which will carry over the same idea. So the moment you check into the hotel, you become involved in this world. And the hotel isn't just a simple, you know, collection of rooms. It's like there's experiences in the hotel for guests that are staying there. And um, you can buy clothing and dress up like a Star Wars character. And anything you do in the hotel will also affect what happens at the park. Anything you, anything you do at the park will affect what happens at the hotel, back and forth. And the entire stay... So, you know, in the park, it's that one-day experience if you're just going to the park and you're not staying at the hotel. One-day experience, whatever happens there happens. But if you're staying at the hotel, then whatever happens from check-in to check-out, if, if that's a week, then you, you're actually building this character over the full week every day. That's awesome, yeah. And Disney is in some ways the apple of the entertainment world. In, in that, I'm yeah. saying things they do end up... Uh, becoming popular Absolutely. simply for the fact that they've done them. Yeah, and I'm sure other people, other entertainment entities will try to copy this idea because it's so cool. Like, you know, I'm surprised it's taken this long uh, for something like this to come about, but I guess it's, you know, it's taken this long for the technology to, to you know, make it happen. All right, and it'll be interesting to see exactly how they enable this, whether it's things like NFC tags, right. Bluetooth, beacons, mm -hmm. through your phone. Will they have you wear a wrist? Will you need an Apple Watch? Right, right. All, all this stuff. I mean, yes. there's so many different ways they could implement this. It'll be interesting to see what they I agree. choose. All right, so that is Disney's Star Wars-themed land. It's called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, coming in 2019. 2019, so, so we have a little bit of a way yeah, to wait. This is not this year's spring break. No, but, no. But perhaps in a, in a few years. Yes. You're going to go? 
Oh yeah, yeah he's going. I'm going. I'm going probably to Orlando actually because we have family there. Oh, and then you can stay in that. Are you going to stay with family? You're going to go into the hotel though. Well, you need a break from family. We'll All go right, to the there hotel. There you go. There yeah. you go. All right, that is geared up on GeekWire. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gearlive and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com. 